And this is the Cafe American Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. We were supposed to talk about, I think, the paranormal or something along those lines. Um, I, if you know me, I am all involved in all that kind of stuff. So we're talking about energy work and spiritualism and where the origins of mankind come from. I, I just don't feel like talking about it today. I, I really don't. So I'm not going to. How about that? I live a complicated life, and it has been a roller coaster. Um, I, I'm marooned in the Arizona desert, and that looks like it's going to be coming to an end soon. Thankfully. God. Ugh. And the problem is this. I got a very unpleasant surprise at work. And I am one of the top performers at where I work because I'm so amazing. And I got screwed six ways to Sunday. And honestly, I've had enough. It's nonsense. The whole thing is nonsense. I'm not going to tell you where I work. I'm not going to say anything else. But I will say this. F you. The way the whole thing works, the way the whole commission structure works is bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. You penalize your top performers. It's stupid. And the, and the other thing is this. Part of, the thing, part of the reason why I live a complicated life is because sometimes I like to involve people in this life. And sometimes these pains in the asses drag me down to the point where I can't even stand it anymore. Sorry for the delay. I was parched. So that, that's finally over with. By the way, that's gone. That's done. And oh my God, just the the amazing amount of stress relief from that whole situation being over is is beyond, beyond me that I even, I I don't even know how I put up with it for so long, as long as I did. It's almost like, it's almost like part of you is veiled. And I'm sure this person feels the same way about me, but enough. And I'm thankful to be out of it. So I wanted to open up, not with a usual story that I would generally talk about. However, this is a big, big deal within the United States. Uh, There is a crisis going on right now. And this crisis is a drug crisis. It's not marijuana. And unlike Jeffrey Sessions' awful, stupid, short-sighted, moronic opinion saying that marijuana is just as dangerous as heroin. No, it's not. Marijuana is just as dangerous as heroin? What are you effing nuts, you stupid goober? I met with a couple of uh, politicians out here, and, and they were older politicians. They were mostly involved with the party, not necessarily in public office. So these were people that were vetting candidates to... And they said, well, we don't support legalized marijuana. And I said, why not? Well, there's no way that we could potentially test somebody as to whether or not they were ODing on marijuana as they were driving a car. I said, what are you, you how, ODing on marijuana? What, what would you do? I've never heard of anybody ODing on marijuana. You do know what happens when somebody ODs on marijuana? They order a fucking pizza and they fall asleep on the couch. Or maybe they get or they get horny. I mean, whatever. And 
Well, when you're driving, that's a big deal. Do you know, do you want to know how you can tell if somebody is smoking marijuana cigarettes and driving? They're doing 15 effing miles an hour in the left-hand lane. That's how you can tell if somebody is, is doped up on marijuana. I mean, you get a grip. People are so stupid. The, the bigger issue here in the United States is opioids. Opioids, opioids, opioids. We're talking about heroin. We're talking about fentanyl. We're talking about morphine. We're talking about all that stuff. Now, this did not become a problem. Opioids did not become a problem until, can anybody guess? You got three seconds. Three, two, one. It was when the United States decided to try and take over Afghanistan. Afghanistan is where most of the opium comes from. And the Chinese buy it. And the United States buys it. And they, what they allow the Afghanis to do is they allow them to grow the poppies so that they, they can be refined into opium and opioids. So why on earth is the United States in Afghanistan? Well, it's the raw material. Oh, they had to get the Taliban. Yeah, right. And then, oh, then probably ISIS is in there somewhere. No, it's part of the illegal trade market. What they want to do is they want to get the funding illegally so that they it doesn't have to go through Congress. What they're trying to do and what they are doing is that they're selling drugs and they being the more nefarious arms of the government. People associated with the CIA and, and other agencies or groups that we don't even know about. They are the ones that are in charge. And maybe they use shell companies, like a CIA shell company is set up. Oh, they are involved with uh, traveling to Afghanistan for junkets. No, it really, it's just a CIA company. It's set up in Afghanistan, and they run drugs. That's what this is all about. Well, a few years ago, this was becoming a devastating epidemic. And lately, lately, it is out of control. I know in Arizona, there are far more alcoholics and drug addicts than I care to discuss. And many of them live very successful lives. But far more people out here than in New York, I'll tell you what. Now there's going to be a new drug. It involves fentanyl, and fentanyl is a synthetic opioid. So it's, I guess it's a, I assume it's based on opioids, but it is a devastating drug. And most people, if you are on this, you don't really get off of it. And if you do get off of it, it usually takes about a year to get off of it. And you can use other things uh, to help you, but really what somebody needs to do to get off of fentanyl is uh, insurmountable. And you need all sorts of counseling and things like that. There is a new thing on the market, a fentanyl analog, whatever the hell that is. I don't know. I tried to look it up. But it is 10,000 times more potent than morphine. They used, it, they used this as an elephant tranquilizer. That's just how powerful this stuff is. And the 10 states that this is just exploding in, is Kentucky, Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Ohio, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if there are many, many other states that are not too far behind. Last year, I think, in these uh, states—well, the, the point of this is that fentanyl-related overdose deaths have doubled so far this year. That it, it's not—the year's not even over. 
it's not even over. So what does that tell you? The most damaging thing about all of this is that first responders, when they were dealing with uh, various other opioids, they were able to revive people that were ODing. With this shit, I think it's called carfentanil. They can't even revive you if you start to OD. It won't work. I think the thing that they use is naloxone, naloxone, L-A-N-A-L-O-X-O-N-E. It doesn't even work anymore. So they're getting there. These people are drooling on themselves, and basically their hearts are stopping. And this, they can't do anything about it. And this is not good. This is an epidemic. Not many people talk about this. The finder, the finder, founder of the Wasteman Method, which is an opioid treatment program, says the, uh, this was, person's name is Claire Wasteman. Uh, we need to reach patients well before they reach the point of needing emergent naloxone. The dramatic rise in deaths from fentanyl and its potent analogs speak to a dire need to effective treatment programs. The word crisis in opioid crisis is overused to the point that it sometimes loses meaning. The death rates published by the CDC yesterday, which was July 13th, so this is a bit dated, show why the word crisis is accurate and appropriate. So let me tell you something. This is a big deal, and there are a lot of people affected by this. I was uh, hanging out with somebody a while ago and this person, I, I, we went to happy hour one time. And what happened was she shows up and she is weird. She's acting weird. So I said, hey, what's up? And this was the first time she was meeting some of my friends. So I said, hey, what's up? And, oh, nothing. And I'm like, okay. So she orders a martini. And uh, she downs that, downs it as if there was nothing other, th there's no other thing on the planet that she would rather have. And then I look at her eye, her eyes are the size, or her pupils are the size of pinheads. That's where you can tell if somebody is on opioids or not. Their pupils get super tiny. And whether it's dark out or light out, their pupils are still tiny. Now, you can't fake that. You can't control your pupils. So when they're lying to you and they're saying, well, no, nothing's wrong. I don't have anything. You, you go, sweetheart, listen. Or listen up, jackass. Your pupils don't lie. You cannot change the size of your pupils. You cannot do anything about that. So, so let's just stop the bullshit. You're on something, and it's best if you get some effing help, you dumb moron. So, yeah, I mean, you have to be really, really aware, especially if you're on the dating scene out there in the world. And this is not going to change. If Trump had any gonads, he would tell the CIA to stop allowing the Afghanis to grow poppies and sell it as an opioid. And by the way, the Chinese buy a lot of this opium. They ship it off to Mexico. There are Mexican drug t cartels with different labs, and they mix the opioids with heroin and they create a pill that kind of looks like a painkiller and they ship it off into the United States and it's all over the place. And all of these states on the border, one of the reasons why 
a lot of people are so upset about Trump. Now, I'm not saying Trump knows about this. I'm not saying this is his angle for doing this. But one of the reasons why so many people are upset about Trump trying to close the border, it has nothing to do. Had nothing to do. Well, oh my God, the poor families, they're being separate. And oh, gee, the people, they just want to get into the United States and live a better life. That's all they wanted to. No, that's not it at all. There are a lot of politicians and a lot of funders of these politicians that have a vested interest in the drug trade. If they close the border, that means the drugs can't get over into the United States as easily as it once did. They'd have to start using more boats, yachts, and private planes to do that rather than the networks that they have going across the Mexican-American border. It, it, it's there. It's there. And there are people within the Border Patrol that are complicit. Another reason, an indirect reason, why the, there is such pushback against a wall between the United States and America is that really the globalists— are trying to get a North American Union. And the North American Union is Canada, United States, and Mexico. And the border of a North American Union is really where? It's on the southern border of Mexico. So that's where they want all of the walls to be established. They want it on the southern border of Mexico. Because if you have a North American Union, why are you going to build a wall between the United States and Mexico when there is supposed to be free travel as if you were in the European Union? If you belong to one, you belong to all. So that's one of the major reasons why this is all going on. It has to do with the drug trade. It has to do with a North American Union project. And whether Trump knows about this or not is another thing. It's another issue. I have no idea if he does. I would assume he doesn't uh, because he's firmly in the grasp of the military-industrial complex. No matter how patriotic you think Trump is, he is still— sucking dick from the military-industrial complex. So we're talking about Boeings, and we're talking about uh, Blackwaters or Zs, as they're now called, or, or Academies, as they're now called, these private contractors. The gun trade, the, the arms trade, the United States, get this, has made more money, twice as much money in the arms trade. So selling weapons to other countries, twice as much money so far in 2018 than they did in all of 2017. This is Trump's way of bringing the American economy back by selling weapons to other countries so that they can kill other people. So, yeah, this is the great patriotism that America should have. Give other countries weapons so that they can clear house. They can clean house. The Pentagon just recently, just recently, allowed $200 million in quote-unquote military aid to be siphoned off into the Ukraine. Now, everybody, oh my, Putin is just demolished. He invaded the Ukraine. He took over the Crimea. How dare he? Oh my God, Putin, first it's the Ukraine, then it is uh, Eastern Europe, and before you know it, he's going to be in Paris and London. Let me tell you something. The Ukraine is nothing more than a Western-backed coup. This is in response to Russia not getting out of Syria. So the whole thing in Syria started up when the West wanted to break it apart so they can build a pipeline through it. 
and then they can balkanize, meaning break up larger countries within the Middle East into smaller countries so that the West, the United States, and mainly Israel doesn't have to face any one singular opponent. They can face multiple small opponents that they can handle in piecemeal and basically just take them out whenever they want. Instead of a large Syria, a large Iraq, a large Iran, they want to break those countries up so that they do not have to worry about them in the future. Russia never got out of Syria. Russia never invaded Syria. The United States invaded Syria. They're still in Syria, by the way, uninvited. So in response to this, Israel and the West and the United States decided uh, with Victoria Nuland, so she's from the United States, she worked for the State Department under Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, decided to instigate a coup in the Ukraine. And the coup ousted a democratically elected individual, and he was replaced with a person that the West chose. He's very, very well invested in candy. He's the Willy Wonka of Eastern Europe, actually. He's a billionaire. And how did they do this? Well, let me tell you, it's ironic. They decided to hire neo-Nazis. Yes, you heard me right. The United States, France, England, Israel, they hired and armed Nazis and created a coup which overthrew the government in the Ukraine to try and say, F you to Russia, you won't get out of Syria, we're going to cause a problem in the Ukraine, right at your front door. Well, are you serious? Think about this for one minute. It's beyond my comprehension as a human being how people don't do their homework and they listen to these morons like Rachel Maddow and, and, and Tapper and, and whoever else is on there and Wolf Blitzer. That's it. That guy has got to go away. Get a shave and just piss off. They, they hired Nazis. They hired Nazis. Now, how would you like it or how would the United States take it if... Russia, and it was clear that Russia was doing this. How would you, just picture this scenario. Russia hires a whole bunch of contractors and military mercenaries to create a coup in Mexico. They overthrow the Mexican government and they start fighting with the people that are more closely aligned with the United States in Mexico. What do you think the United States would do? Do you think the United States would sit idly by and say, oh my God, this is for the good of... No, of course not, especially when the Russians' fingerprints are all over it. So do you think Russia is going to sit idly by? Of course not. And the whole idea with Crimea, oh, the Russians took over Crimea. No, they didn't. First off, Crimea has been part of Russia since the 1700s. This is nothing new. Russia has been, uh, Crimea has been Russian for 300 years. Over 300 years. So but the Crimea, that whole area, they voted. It was a legal vote according to the rules of the UN if, they decide, if the West decides to abide by those. So they, uh, they, they said, you know what, we want to be a part of Russia. And that's what they did. They legally voted to be a part of Russia. And the United States is saying that the Russians invaded Crimea. No, that's not what happened. So you've got to understand what's going on here. The military-industrial complex is well in control. It, uh, they have Donald Trump 
by the short hairs. It doesn't matter how much Donald Trump says, oh, I am for peace and America first. The military industrial complex is still well entrenched. It doesn't matter about left or right or, or center or liberal. The military industrial complex is there. It is there to stay. If you want to see a true reform within the United States, you have to get rid of this military industrial complex. This is going to exacerbate so many, many policies because now they are saying we don't care about peace. Trump had a meeting with Putin in Helsinki. That meeting supposedly went fairly well, where the two saw eye to eye, Donald, Tr Donald Trump and also Vladimir Putin. And the Democrats have their heads so far up their ass because they firmly believe that Russia had something to do with the elections. They didn't. And they want to subpoena the translator. Really? You want to subpoena the translator to see what the translator knows about the meeting? Do you understand how much of a dangerous step that is? You're going to subpoena anybody that holds a meeting with somebody from a foreign country because you guys are so hell-bent on trying to impeach somebody that you lost to. That is insane. That is an extremely dangerous step. So what you see is Russia and uh, uh, the United States or, or uh, Trump and Putin had a meeting that went fairly well. Well, the military-industrial complex doesn't want that. Because if peace occurs, if peace breaks out, they lose money. The military-industrial complex, like Boeing's and the Northrop Grumman's and every, they lost com combined. Their stock dropped. And they lost billions and billions of dollars when there was the Korean summit. Why? Because the Korean summit almost led to peace. It almost led down a pathway to peace. If there's no more reason for the DMZ, where there's that border that both sides of the Korea or uh, the North and South Korea, they meet and there's a militarized border. If there's no reason to maintain that border, the military industrial complex loses money. They don't want peace. That's not in the play. That's not their business model. Their business model is to kill people. So that's part of the reason why. And another reason why you're seeing so much Russophobia is that Trump went over into the EU and say, cough up the bucks. We're not going to be funding you. We're not going to be funding NATO anymore. You guys have got to start pulling your fair share. And so what did these people do? What did these politicians do? All of a sudden, Putin is the next Hitler. Never mind that Russia in the past defeated Hitler. And Putin is going to invade all of our countries at a moment's notice. Why are they doing that? They're ginning up trouble in their uh, respective populations so that the respective populations are managed by fear, and the military-industrial complex in those specific countries can get more funding 
from their governments. That's the whole angle. It has nothing to do with anything else. It's the angle that these people want more funding. And the way they're going to do it is by creating a fear-based society against Putin. It's all politics and it's all bullshit. It's not based on reality. It is in no way based on reality. And this is what we have to fight against. All of us have to fight against this. It's not the Trumps. It's not the Obamas. It's not the, the it's not anything to it, the parties don't matter. They get the money from the same people and the same companies. That's that's the, the long and the short of it. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you're getting money from the same companies. You have to look at where the money is coming from. That is the only way politics around the globe and in the United States, that is the only way it's going to change. And so what we need to do is we need to start creating legislation that clearly, clearly states if you donate to somebody or if you donate to a PAC, a political action committee, you can only donate so much. We get the whole shell game angle where, oh, oh gosh, they, didn't, they did not give money to me. They gave money to the political action committee. They can give unlimited amounts of money to the political action committee. And they said, they put out the commercial. It wasn't me. We need to start limiting the amount of money that can be given to political action committees. It's not fair. And it is manipulation. Out and out manipulation. This needs to stop. And it needs to stop before this planet goes to war. War like we have never seen before. Not a World War I, not a World War II. Oddly enough, we'll be in World War III. But this will be devastating. And it needs to stop. It needs to stop now.